Hello, I am Jennifer Lynn Purcell, aka Evertunia Butterfly, bringing to you a living with an invisible learning challenge where we will discuss the challenges and triumphs of those with NLD. I don't know if you're a new listener or not, but I would like to share with you where I get most of my articles for this podcast. I've recently learned about a nonprofit that I would really like to help. It's the NVLD Project. In addition to doing research on NVLD and working to get it back on the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, that is the DSM, they provide support groups for those with NVLD. You can find the NVLD Project at www.nvld.org. All proceeds from this podcast and the ads will go towards the NVLD Project. I will include the link for this in the description of the podcast. Please go to livingwithnld.com to learn more about my podcast. Also, I would like to announce that I now have created a YouTube channel for this podcast. I will post the link for this in the description for you. So today we are going to talk about doing sports with NLD, skiing, Aikido, running, and knitting. Today's article we are going to use is titled Nonverbal Learning Disabilities and Sports, How I Debunked the Myth, an article from understood.org where Michaela Hurst describes the challenges she experiences because of having NLD. Quote, growing up, my difficulties with motor skills and depth perception, as well as my visual spatial issues, made it hard for me to do things like kicking a soccer ball or hitting a baseball. These issues are caused by my nonverbal learning disability, NVLD, but because I wasn't diagnosed with NVLD until I was 14, for years I just assumed I wasn't good at sports. Who are you to tell me what I'm not good at? I thought to myself. In my heart, I just wanted to run. Running around the gym 10 times would make me smile. When I ran, I felt alive. I felt free. I felt unstoppable. End quote. I can relate to Michaela, but not because I was told that I wasn't good at sports. I can relate because I fell a lot when I was running on trails. I can't even begin to tell you how many times I fell. But I always got back up after I fell. I did not let that stop me. I got into long distance running when I was in high school because I wanted to do another sport that was year round and different from the other ones I did. The other ones I did were Aikido, skiing, and knitting. I still do skiing and knitting. I unfortunately can't run anymore because I've torn some cartilage in my knees and I've tried to run, but it hurts my knees too much. But when I was running, I did run five half marathons and one full marathon in high school. And I ran the triple crown, which means you run these three half marathons in the same year. The Carlsbad, the La Jolla, and the America's Finest City half. After I ran the Carlsbad full marathon, I discovered that I had won second place in my age bracket. I was 17 at the time and it took me five hours 
eight minutes and eight seconds to run. I'm telling you this not to brag, but to encourage you that if you have NLD, you can do well in sports even if you think you can't or you have been told you can't. When I ran, I often felt like I was a butterfly or gazelle because I tried to be light on my feet. The reason sports are usually hard for people with NLD is that we don't naturally have good fine motor skills. For example, I used to struggle with shuffling cards and learning how to ride a bike. But I did eventually learn how to ride a bike when I was 13, and with practice, I'm getting better at shuffling cards. And I'm getting better at trying to do the bridge, which is the backwards shuffle, I, if you didn't know what that was called. Um, so I also do downhill skiing. I started that when I was five and a half years old and used to do a Japanese martial art called Aikido. My mom has told me that she is impressed with how good I am at skiing, even though I have NLD and visual spatial issues. I think this is true because I've been doing skiing since I was five and a half years old. And I know how to fall properly because of the several times I did rolling in Aikido. So for those of you who are not familiar with Aikido, I'll try to describe it for you. And I actually did find a good uh, video of it on YouTube that I'll put the link to it in the podcast description so you guys can go watch it. Um, so in Aikido, you try to send more of your partner's energy back towards them so you're not hurting them unless they resist you. It does also hurt when you put your body in certain pins but again, only if you resist them. You ease into them and get used to them, then it won't hurt as much. So this is a definition of Aikido that I found online. And sorry if I don't pronounce the founder's name correctly, it's in Japanese, so it's kind of hard to pronounce. But Aikido is a modern Japanese martial art developed by Morai Ishiba as a synthesis of his martial studies, philosophy, and religious beliefs, Yushiba goal sorry, Yushiba's goal was to create an art that practitioners could use to defend themselves while also protecting their attackers from injury. Hence the non-defense. So with Aikido. I lost interest because I because once I got into the adult class, I had more challenges with expressing enough energy and emotions in my techniques. That was because of dealing with healing from the trauma of sexual abuse and family drama around it. Sorry if that triggered anything for you listeners out there if you've experienced that um, yourself or know somebody who has. Um, I eventually quit Aikido when I was 15 because I didn't do it as much as I used to because my brother wasn't doing it with me uh, because he was in college and because it was too hard to, um, it 
it was just really hard for me to um, enjoy doing it um, because of what I was going through at that time. Um, but I wouldn't mind getting back into it uh, someday once I get the COVID vaccine and can afford it. Um, another thing I got into was arts and crafts. And I was surprised that I was able to learn how to knit for my mom. She did teach me how to make a dress one time also. I marvel at what I what, what she can do because she taught herself how to knit, sew, and crochet all from books, probably with limited pictures. I say that because of what time what time period those books would have been um, written in. I'm not sure how many pictures they would have had. And she's a very visual person. Um, so I'm not sure. How, I've seen some of her knitting and crochet work, and she she's very good at it. Um, she has a critical eye for quality, and she has helped me gain one as well for 12 years of knitting that I've been doing it. I've started to care more about quality as I got back into knitting, especially if I'm giving someone the piece I'm knitting, like a scarf or um, hat. I've um, gotten better at being okay with starting over, even if I have to start all over and undo everything I just knitted meaning take it apart and redo it. I remember a headband that I had to start over probably four or five times because I kept forgetting where I would stop in the pattern when I was resuming knitting. Finally, I decided to circle or make a mark where I was so I wouldn't forget the next time. It worked, thankfully. And that was just something I was making for myself, but... I wanted to look good. I think I've made about seven scarves, two slippers, one headband, one tank top, one pair of fingerless mittens, three hats, three bookmarks that I'm, well, I'm working on those, um, two necklaces, 12 bracelets, all different kinds, oh, oh sorry, all different difficulties so I can progress in the ability of knitting. I'm going to redo the tank top because it doesn't fit me anymore with all the weight I've lost recently. I have surprised myself with how many things I can knit on very small needles. Since I have NLD, the fine motor skills make it challenging to knit with small needles. But if I stick with it and don't give up, I can do it. Also, if I'm willing to start over when I make a mistake, then it's easier to do it. So, whether it's trying to do sports or acquire better fine motor skills, I and others who have NLD still struggle in these areas today. So please remember I have recently created a resource page and a list of 
25 things that neurotypical people can do to help people with NLD out a little bit more than they may already be doing. If you would like to receive either of these resources, please sign up for the newsletter on the website and I will send them to you. Also, I would like to hear from my audience about what challenges you have with doing sports and fine motor skills. If you listen on Spotify, please email me at livingwithnld at gmail.com. Or you can comment on the YouTube channel or the website on the podcast page. Also, you can write a review on the Apple podcast with answers to the question. Please answer to the level of your comfortability with sharing. Thank you. And here's an app that you might find helpful. Fitbit is a, help, a helpful app because it will remind you to walk around, automatically log your exercises, and let you keep track of your fitness goals. When you exercise regularly, you many things in life become easier for you. So that relates to this episode because it was about sports, and I myself have a Fitbit, and I like it quite a bit because it, like I said, it um, logs your exercise for you so you don't really have to log it. Um, So yeah, it is quite handy. Thank you for listening today, and I hope you enjoyed learning something new. Uh, Talk to you next Friday. As I wrap up, there are some things I would like to share with you. I do have a website for this podcast. It is called livingwithnld.com. I also have a Facebook and Instagram page for this podcast. It is called Living With NLD. I will include the links for those in the description. In conclusion, I would like to hear from my audience. If you know individuals with NLD that I could interview for this podcast, please email me at livingwithnld at gmail.com. What are you interested in learning about NLD? I know I'm not an expert, but I do know I have the living experience of having it. I would like you to practice journaling about your gifts and differences. Also see if there is a way that you can make that difference become easier for you to do than it originally was. Thank you for listening today, and please go to my YouTube channel and subscribe to it. Thank you. Bye.